The Rebbe is talking about the beginnings of Hasidus, the avoid of Hasidus. So the bottom of the page on Kuf Yud Ches. We've learned that all possible Kedusha is found in the Torah. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it, when you're learning Torah, you're attaching yourself to the Kedusha of the Ein Sof of the Infinite One. So, so many people are saying that. I mean, I've been learning Torah my whole life. It doesn't do anything to me. It doesn't change me. It doesn't have any effect. Of me. I don't know what else am I supposed to do. <coughs> So the Rebbe says that there's a chassidish way to learn Torah. Seeing there's a there's a way to learn Torah al derech chassidus, and tzarich atul das eichel matar. You know, you're doing the right thing. Tzarich atul das eichel matar. Horatius call to begin with tzarich atul agalus is nafshecha shetuna b'cha. To begin with, we have to understand. That the tachlis of learning Torah, which is itself, of course, seems to us to be the most obvious thing in the world, but the emphasis is that there's quite a debate regarding the tachlis of Talmud Torah. And it was, what am I supposed to be accomplishing when I learn Torah? <clears throat> What's the tachlis? So is it a, is it a matter of understanding the material intellectually? Is that the tachlis? Or is the tachlis of learning Torah to be dobuk basha? Is the tachlis of learning Torah to become attached to Kaddish Baruch? So the Rebbe says that al this, the beginning is that the person's intention with learning Torah, of course, is to understand. But the ultimate purpose and goal of learning Torah is legalis nafshecha, is to draw out one's soul. Is to reveal one's inner self. Yeshayna af misalafes that's sleeping. That's misalafes. It's 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 faint. Uvatikanes betayra. The Rebbe says that there's a there's a tachlis in learning Torah, and there's a way to learn Torah. There's an approach to Talmud Torah, and the approach to Talmud Torah is. That if a person, if a person sits down to learn in a state of spiritual readiness, with his with his <coughs> nefeshila kiss, with his godly soul already to some degree prepared and awakened, and then he enters into learning Torah. <clears throat> like we have tefillahs before learning, a tefillah when a person comes to this madrash. So then it's, then it's a different learning altogether. We've been learning different ways of trying to draw out and trying to wake up the soul. 
<coughs> so now after having gone through these chapters and learning some basic some basic um, exercises that can be used to awaken the soul so that when you learn that that, sh that that you should be able to entirely reveal your inner self so there are those who are going to say to you what's the tachas of all this see this you're going to be wasting time from learning in other words by by getting involved in the in in, in the in the uh, in all the ages that we've been learning until now so the Tamachachim is going to tell you what are you you're wasting time or you, you're wasting time for these things you should be learning. You should be learning. The Tamachacham would be annoyed that you're learning Chavos tell me the maybe. Why are you Why are you learning this? Instead, you should be learning. You should be learning about Gemara. You should be learning Shulchan Aruch. You should be learning Yisharim and Achronim and so on. What are you doing with these with these different uh, you know? Yeah, all these methods. So now you're now that you're now that you're now that your nefesh, your soul has been to, has been has been a little bit awakened, what's the tachas of all that? If you're not hurting, if you're not if you're not struggling over over the study of Torah, so you're just like you know you're 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 a spiritual guy. You're supposed to be learning day and night. And how could you come to chesidus without Torah? We understand that the M is to be a chassid. You can't be someone that's not Mars. Because I'll say someone that you have to learn Torah, you have to know. So this is this is by the way not this is not something that we don't hear nowadays. Also, this is this is a uh, this taina this taina when it's in the mouth of people who are stop making troubles and it's it's uh, nothing to even think about. Stop. And it was what's the tachlis of all the nyanim chesidus and avoid and so on? Uh, what are you what are you involved in all of that? You should be you should be just uh, sitting and learning. <coughs> when it's coming from a person that that's that's a talmud chacham, so then it would cry out for an answer. So the Rebbe says, "Anei nakit uso." Answer this person who's making this. Uh, well, not an accusation, but who's challenging you? Well, what are you busy with? What are you busy with all these in Yonim when you should just be sitting and learning? So this first tell tell these people that that the ages that we've been learning until now in the Sefer are not going to take. I'm not even going to take away a small amount of time from your learning. What this learning is going to accomplish, what, what, I'm sorry, what these eights is, in other words, what the dark is, what they're going to accomplish, what we've been learning, is to remove the thorns from within you. In other words, you can sit and you can learn, but the learning is not accomplishing. The learning is not, the learning is not changing you. It's not lifting you up. It's not affecting you. And the tachlis of of chesidus, the tachlis of all these eights that we that, that we've been talking about in this sefer and the earliest from that we're learning from the rabbi, are to remove the obstructions, are to remove all the the thorns, 
that are, that, that are not allowing the, the words of Torah to meet up with your nefesh alukis and to draw out your, your, the inner self. As <clears throat> So Rebbe says, first of all, let, let's be honest. You have an occasional 15 minutes that you're not learning every now and then. If it's a question of, you know, of how precious time is. <clears throat> like I told you, like, like, like they have certain places in yeshivas that they can't have a Chazar Shashas by Mincha, right? Or, there's no time for Chazar Shashas by Mincha. You have to do the, the Harkei Kedusha because you don't have an extra two, three minutes to, to, that everybody should be Zarkei to say Amen to the Brachim because of Bittal Torah. Yeah, by, by, by certain great people, maybe there's a cheshbon like that, but uh, by, by most by most people, even very fine b'nai Torah, the extra two three minutes to answer our main to the brachas could work out with a schedule. It's not going to stare the whole uh, learning schedule. Just the opposite. The whole tachlis of, of all of these eights is, is what? Is that, is that those thoughts that really cause you batala, that really waste your time, that are really distracting you from being a Jew, that are really distracting you what? From, from learning Torah and concentrating, that those thoughts should be uprooted from you. So the Zerbi says, let's, let's talk about a different kind of batala. How about when you're sitting in front of the Gemara? Remember he's talking to Bacham. Obviously he's, he's talking to Bacham in Yeshiva. But a very, very rigorous schedule. Like, you know, when we learn this, we think, okay, listen, we have a few minutes for your program, we're okay. <laughs> but, but he's talking to fellows in the yeshiva, you know, that have a very, the learning is very rigorous. So he says, so there are people that are saying to you, what are you, what are you, what is all this stuff? So, so there's another type of atal, the other type of atal is someone that's sitting in front of the Gemara, and he's shockling, and he might even be with his chavrusa, but he's someplace else. He's someplace else. Because his learning is not with his nefesh. He's learning in a way, which he's learning in a way. The seichel, there are people who are very, very driven intellectually. And that can, that can sustain a certain level of interest and hasmada. But that a person should put all of his kaychus into learning, that he should learn, that he should learn a blat gemara, a tamtisa shal nefesh, mamish with excitement and with a brin and with a geshmak and all of that. So the Rebbe says there's a, there's a, there's a, there's quantitative batalo and there's qualitative batalo. We all understand that. And I've mentioned that many times. I remember when I, when I was, uh, you know, when I was in college, when I was in graduate school, so you had some, you know, you had some huge exam. And you're supposed to be reading like thousands of pages. So during the semester, like every now and then, you know, you look at this book, you do that. But the MS is, it was like two hours before the exam. I said, okay, this is getting serious. Because <laughs> until then, like, you know, you, you schmooze with a guy, you're totally like, you're, you're hanging out a little bit, you read, you read a couple of pages, and you know, so officially, you look like a tremendous masmid. Because people see, like, you know, you're studying, but you know that it's not really happening, because it's not with your nefesh. And then I'm talking, stop that. Man, that's my, it's not with the nefesh. But then when you, when you, when you realize, you know, t- tomorrow morning, this is, you know, tomorrow morning, I gotta take this thing. So then, it could be, it could be what, what you were doing over the course of, of, of hours and hours, maybe even days, and, and you never really got it in two, three hours. The whole thing. 
because the batala, the wa- the wasted time was when you were sitting in front of uh, and sitting in front of the books. And I my father always coming downstairs and saying, "Why should know you?" Because I had it was like finals or something. So he says, "You know, you'd probably you'd probably uh, it would go better if you wouldn't have the television on while you're doing, you know, <laughs> while you're studying for the final. You know, you're watching the the game, whatever." So I said, "No, Dad, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, not, it's okay. I can, I can do. I can do both." No. Yeah, I'm Rav Chaim Oizer. I'm the Rav <laughs> I can do both. It's not. It's not a problem. I can divide my brain into different parts. And in so you understand that a person. And then, and then there's the other kind of batal. Then there's the person that's sitting in front of a, that's sitting in front of his gemara, and he's chuckling and he's dreaming about being someplace else. And he's, he's listening to the shir. He has this like very, very, you know, intense look on his face. And the Rebbe's talking. And if the Rebbe would, if everybody asked him something, he go, huh? <laughs> we all know what that's about. It's, it's, uh, he's not, officially he's in Shia. Officially he's learning, but he's not he's not there. And and that and that's a different type of batala. So the Rebbe says that that the Aces that we're learning, he says first of all it doesn't take time, it doesn't take much time. And he's going to talk about that. There also there are times if you ha- you have a little bit of time instead of Narishkeit. Work on these ages, work on, on, on the Kaas and the Kin and the Gaiv and Defininyan and learning Chassidus and so on. But besides that, he says that the whole Tachlis of what I'm sharing with you, of what I'm learning with you, is to bring you to a, to a, to a point that when you're sitting and you're learning Gemara, there should be a real block Gemara. There should really, really be. With, 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 with all your heart and soul. To remove, he says, to remove the kites and the thorns. As reveals how shows how pnuyas eshata bottle behind, and there are those times that uh, 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 there are those times of batali. He says, "Mashabos abatels vavol zeh shebecha." He says, "The point is that that by that by learning these things and by being involved in in this program, so to speak, these mashabos of hevel of narishkeit that take away." Not maybe the hours that you're sitting in yeshiva, but take away the the quality that destroy the quality of your learning. That your learning is not in depth. That your learning is not is not to seek the emes, but to be you know to be yaitzay, to be able to be yaitzay, to say something over, to be able to or to be able to to, to impress somebody because he says something that sounds you know sounds interesting. But to be able to learn that it should be with, with truth. So yachmasu mechavdul. We'll ta- when we learn, when we work on these inyanim that we're working on, it will take away these. And you'll be filled with 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 chachmakedushin a person who's dead can't argue with you. It's always the best thing to quote dead people. But if you're going to quote someone, because then he said it to me. It's published. No, no, no. Where'd you hear that? I heard it. Where'd you hear it? I heard it by myself. Was there anybody else there? No, I heard it by myself. You spoke to him? Yeah, I spoke to him. Where? I was uh, in the parking lot. He told me that. So uh, you understand when you're quoting someone who's not alive, <laughs> but when you're quoting somebody who's alive, <laughs> I mean, you're saying something in the name of someone who we can just go and ask him. Did you ever tell him that? 
See, that's what it means. When something is clear and obvious, that's an expression of Chayyim. When something is obvious and it can be checked out, this can be verified. So, so you can't you can't make up stories. Ha beit not no. So this is what he's saying. And how could how could it be verified that what I'm telling you is true? How's that? So he says, He says, take a look. Go see. And again, we have to go back. We have to go back to, you know, to Poland in that time. And remember that, that, that from the beginning, and I mentioned this again last week, that the Rebbe was very proud of who he was and his background, which doesn't mean, God forbid, that he looked down on any other Jews. But you have to realize that even then, even then, and, and, and to some degree now, although less, because there's been more of an integration. Remember that in Poland, in Poland, in that, in that area, it was, we're talking about, you know, of the, of the, from Jews, the vast majority were Hasidim. The vast majority were Hasidim. He's not, he's not, he's not, uh, the Rebbe was not in, in Bialystok or Grodna or Vilna, right? So the vast majority of, of the people that he was with were Hasidim. So he says, take a look. She says, just let's let let let's check this. Remember that the original one of the strongest original accusations against the Chassidim was Bittel Torah, was that they're taking away time from learning Torah with 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 more davening and with learning Chassidus and with the and with Darche Chassidus the Darche Balshamtiv that they're taking away time from from learning, and it's weakening. The, uh, it's weakening the the uh, the level of Talmud Torah. That was the, one of the main accusations against that was that were that was directed against the Chassidim. He says, now let me go check. Do you see that among the Chassidim, in all the generations of Chassidus, that that there is an absence, a lack of Lomde Torah? Masha Shar Machnis Yisrael. Do you see? Do you see that there are less? Among the Chassidim <coughs> that are learning Torah, so less than in the other camps of Jewish people. And I mentioned this to you once, that I heard from my Rebbe, who heard from the Chafetz Chaim himself. He heard from the Chafetz Chaim when the Chafetz Chaim was in Grodna. That the, that the Chafetz Chaim said, uh, that the Chafetz Chaim said in public, because there were some Chassidish Abachram, that was brought to the, that was there, and it was brought to the attention of the of the Chavetz Chaim that the guys were giving the Chassidim the Chassidish Baruchim a hard time. They're making fun of their clothing and of the and and, and the the minhagim and so on, their customs. So first of all, the Chavetz Chaim encouraged them to keep all of them in hagim and not to and not to shave their beards, not to cut their face off, and to to, and to dress the way that they dressed at home. He said that you that you, your parents sent you here, and they trusted that you would come back, seeing the way that you that you came. But then the Chavos Chaim said, and I heard this from my Rebbe, that the Chavos Chaim the Chavos Chaim said that he, that in public that he's heard rumors that it's hard for him to accept that there are those who are ridiculing and mocking the Chassidish Abacham and giving them a hard time. And the Chavos Chaim said the whole time that which was a at the beginning, there was a taina that there was a fear that what is going to, that chassidus is going to take away from learning, and is going to draw the boys away from the yeshivas and so on. So Chavos Chaim said, he says that nowadays we see just the opposite, that 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 in all of Lithuania, he said 
by Uns in Lita, there are a few yeshivas, and you can count the guys that are in yeshivas, you can count there are a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of hundred guys in all the yeshivas in Lithuania. Whereas in Poland and in Hungary, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of Chassidim that are learning in the Kloizen and the Shtiblach, and, and they have yeshivas now in every single shtetl. I heard this in my Rebbe, but the Chavos Chaim said in Groden. Says the whole time it was that if they're going to be, it's going to be taking the boys away from Torah. Chavos Chaim says that Hovra Dover, that it's been clarified, that history has cleared up this point completely. He said that there's more Talmud Torah by the Chassidim than we have here. And the Chavos Chaim said. So the Rebbe is telling the boys, don't listen to these things, these, don't listen to the, the, these things that are going around about the Chassidim are not learning. And he says, He says, if you, if you want the Chassidim Rubam, Rubam Kikulam, the Chassidim, the, the, the young men, the Chassidim were sitting and learning Torah. They weren't, they weren't, uh, socialists and Bundists. They weren't Bialikas and, uh, and, uh, Shalom Aleichemers and Mendelomarcha Svarmniks. <clears throat> they weren't Yiddishistim. They weren't Hebraists. Rubam Kikulam, they were sitting and learning. Maybe he was talking about the Chavis Haim. I don't know. He says that nowadays, if nowadays you can't say such a thing, there can't be such a taina. And he says, and I heard this, I heard this Marov, a Yerei who's not a Chassid. Shomash of Poland, who said that in Poland, that in Poland we see, then this, this non-Chassidus Shorov said, that Chassidus is Mekayim Torah Vadis Hashem. In other words, if anything, in the non-Chassidic places, the effects of the Haskalah of the Enlightenment and those movements that I was talking about a second ago, the secular movements that were very powerful among Jews. If anything, in Poland, they're much, much less effective. And this non-Chassidic Rav said that that, that Chassidus and the tzaddikim and the rabbis and the chassidim are holding off, are holding back the waves of the of modernization of Haskell. Which is why, in the generation already, in the generation after the Vilna Gain, a generation and a half already was by the time, certainly by the time that Rab Chaim Velozhner was nifter, Rab Yitzchak Velozhner. The son of Reb Chaim Velazhner is Reb Yitzchak Velazhner. Reb Yitzchak was a Galadar. As Reb Yitzchak Velazhner, 
was already together with the Tzemach Tzedek in St. Petersburg arguing on behalf of all Klai Israel. You understand? And not only that, and not only that but Rabbi Yitzchak Velazhna was murdered and spoiled from the, from the Tzemach Tzedek and from the Chassidim and, and, and the understanding was that we have a common enemy, let's stop fighting with each other, we have a common enemy and it's, and it's secularization, it's modernization. That, it's the Haskalah, that's our common enemy. And the, and the, and the Gedolei Lita understood with the exception of some holdouts, and they were few and far apart, the Gedoli Lit understood that in terms of battling secularization, there's no more powerful means of battling secularization than than the than the Chassidus and and and, and the and the way of Chassidus, which was the complete, utter, and absolute devotion to the uh, to the instructions of the tzaddikim. And to hold on to all of the minhagim, every single minhag, <clears throat> and and to learn Torah with what, with his slavas, with dveikas, with nigunim, with nesikas, and so on, that this would be a powerful way of holding back the haskal. And the emphasis is that it was unbelievably successful. And Nebuchadnezzar did a job on Poland as But as far as as far as the Yiddishkeit and how vibrant it was. And how vibrant it was in Poland. So the Rebbe is saying, The living cannot, cannot, cannot deny the living. You just have to go and see. See now you can now you can get to an argument with some you can get to an argument with some with some like militant literature specifically challenged fellow, and he could and he could scream. He says, "What are you talking about? The Chassidim and this was before the war, and then all of and the Torah was nothing in Poland and Galicia and Hungary was only in Lit, and we had this and we had and this and we had Rabbi Shemar Chayapstein's too. We had then we had Rabbi Shimon and we had fathers had the the of Rabbi Chaim and they had the they had the big Shivas. <clears throat> There's no question about it, and it's not competition. But now, see, people can make up can say things like the well, but but the Rebbe was talking about when it was alive. And So if you're worried that Chassid is going to take you away from learning, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to be a problem. And certainly, he says, you Talmidim Vasikim. If you really be Chassidim. The, the Rebbe understood that there's a problem with just dressing like Hasidim and and you know and and just sitting by a tish and singing a couple of nigunim and uh, and and te- and telling every, the other Hasidim from the other Rebbe that your Rebbe's your Rebbe's a Russia, your Rebbe's an Oisvaf, only my Rebbe's at Sadik, right? That that's not called Hasidus, and that that's not what I'm and the Rebbe said that's not what I'm talking about. But if you really will be Hasidim, the way the Balshemtiv meant, the way that the Tzaddikim wanted. In other words, If you really like the Amethyst Chassidim, like the early Chassidim, that what? That in your heart will dwell the Divine Presence and will be a burning fire, a burning fire from above, inside of you. That's what Chassidim is. Not to be, not to be half asleep while you're sitting by a tish, and you know, <laughs> you know, or tapping your feet. Uh, but Be'em is to be on fire, because the Rebbe understood 
that the fire of the Baal Shemtiv was much harder to keep alive than the, than the, than the, than the clothing and the hats and the, and, and the beards and payas. It was much harder. I, had a, I, had a, I told you this, I had a couple of, I had a couple of calls from Chavar that, that we hear, that we hear with the Calvary Rebbe, uh, that we hear from Calvary, the, with the Calvary Rebbe uh, a few weeks ago, Shabbos. And, and, and when they left also, they, and, and they're still talking about it. Because my cousin called me from Williamsburg, he said, you know, what, what, what happened over there? What did you do to the guys? So they came back, so they came with the intention that they're going to come to the, they're going to come to Woodmere, they're going to help out these, these poor, you know, people and be, machazed them a little bit, and they're so excited, they want, they want us to come to Williamsburg, and we should come there and be machazed to see them a little bit, and, and you know, to, help them out. Yeah, to make a Shabbaton. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That, that the davening was Baruch Hashem was so beautiful and that they, and they enjoyed so much and they, and they felt such, you know, that everybody was so nice to them, they felt such an excitement and so on. That, that, <coughs> the Ikka of Chesidus, the, the Rebbe says that if we bring the crown of Chesidus back to its original place and, and, and really what Chesidus is, <coughs> of course it means the Menhagim also, of course it means all those things and, you know, tasting the cholent and erev Shabbos. But is that the Ikah Chesid? Is that is that what the Baal Shem Tov came to the world? Is the is that that you, should, you know that a person should have cholent and erev Shabbos? I mean, that a person should should you know these are they're they're important, but it's the Ikah Chesid, the fire. So he says, Chesid is Machrezes Mila Shemilai. Mila Shemelai, just like right by the Chaita Ego, by the sin of the golden calf, and the cry went out in the camp, Meshur Abeinu, Mila Shemelai. If you're on Hashem's side, join me. He says, that's the Hachroz of Chesidus. In a world that was becoming lost, where Yiddishkeit was getting drowned out by the noises of, of secularization and, and modernization and so on. Chesidus was a scream in, 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 in the in the wilderness of Mila Shemelai. Join us. Mila Shemelai. Whoever whoever wants to come go to, whoever wants to be on Hashem's side, let's go. That's the that's the Hachroz of Chesidus. And it's not just a question of it's not just a question of how many to have more Chesidim. That there should be more. That there should be a bigger Ayla. And I told this to you. Also, always people ask me, you know, in the, it's a question that people always ask. How, you know, when I meet somebody like a Gosselman, they'll say, oh, you're How's it doing? Well, Hashem, how many Talaisim you have? That's, you know, that's an expression. I mean, how many, like, how many people are davening this job? You know, is the Ilum, is the Ilum growing? How many, is the Ilum growing? <coughs> you have to be careful nowadays, because because now, in, in a certain places, it can mean women also with Talaisim. It used to always mean, then I'm interested in how many how many men are there? So you say how many talaisim? They're supposed to bochum and women, right? So how many talaisim? So, so my answer always, you know, that how many people? The answer is always halavai. Is it growing? I said halavai, halavai. Those of us who are there should grow. I should grow, and the people who are there, even if we have ten, that we should be growing. The ikkar is the ikkar is that we should be growing. That we should be multiplying within ourselves. That each and every one of us, there should be more davening, more learning. More mitzvahs and masim and more chesadim. That there should be each and every one of us should be growing. 
That's what it means to, it's not just a question of, of how many of numbers or head count. The Rebbe says, It's not just an Indian of what, of having more, of having a larger following. It's not just that there should be more guys. That's the tachlis. Good, there should be more ken But the point is that that there should be that should, in each and every one there should be what qualitatively there should be more. It should be more of a yid. That what? That each and every one should learn more blat gemara and should put more time into learning. The yoisi says most of la'avad and there should be more strengthening, a girding of the loins, a strengthening of self to serve Hashem and to and to deepen one's understanding of Torah be'in of amkus on a deep level. Hadavar pashatu. It seems simple or obvious that if we're trying to solve the question of the question of what's going on, why is it that so many people are going away from Torah? What is it that so many so many people are leaving that are leaving Torah? What's going on? She yisayid his kashu sayinu b'Hashem, which is the which is the yisayid of our attachment to Hashem. V'lamakol kacharbe mirapim es yaday miavayi b'talmatay. Why is it that so many are giving up and are and are just not into it? Me'atzlus from Yisrashos bilvad. Because of laziness and negligence that we were talking about earlier. And you're going to hear every single word the Rebbe said then is as relevant now. He says, he says, why is it? He says, why is it that so many, in the new generation, that so many of the guys are going away from learning? So the the simple thing is to say that yeah, they're, they're, they're lazy. They're lazy. They're just not into it. So the Rebbe says it's a hard it's a hard thing to say because the choices that they're making are to get involved in areas that require unbelievable effort, hard hard malacha. In in those times, of course, it was ninety nine point nine nine nine. It meant hard physical labor. And nowadays, nowadays it means to go into some secular, you know, to whatever. Yeah, you have somebody that you put him in front of a gemara. He can't hold cup for fifteen minutes, but but he's taking you know these boards and that boards and and you know and he's uh, he's the chairman of the board. He's doing <laughs> he's doing a million things, and he's like you know writing books and talking, giving lectures, and he's into the Indian. So just to say that it's lazy, people get you know that, we're, that the new generation is breeding like a laziness. It says first of all, in the in the days of the rabbi, most Jews were not, when they weren't learning, they were doing backbreaking work. Backbreaking labor. There's no, there's no joke. No, we're, not, we're not talking about you know uh, nine to five, you know, w- with uh, bonuses and vacations. 
that's not how it was by Azadis and Alta Zadis. It wasn't it wasn't they, they weren't doing stuff nine to five. It was backbreaking. It was mamish. It, 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 it took it took away every it took every ounce of strength to 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 live there, working like dogs, mamish, day and night. And without and without their physical comforts. And now, when it's a time of crisis, in other words, very bad financial times, like the Rebbe says now, like like you know, there were days and it was good when the, when it was a booming economy, you know, and it was it was really never too good, <laughs> but but. Uh, uh, he says, says not only that, we could see, and this is so true. He says, you see that, that now he says it's poshit. That, that the fact that someone's putting in more time with that backbreaking work, and he's involved in, in business and so on, it's not necessarily making people rich. It's not necessarily getting people uh, where they wanted to, even fi- even financially on, on, on a simple level. It's not getting to that place. And you see many people who are bali malochu who are putting in whatever it is, fifteen, eighteen hours a day, that they're that they're just as hungry. They're hungry and they're thirsty. And he says, but if you look at these people, you'll see that when it comes to learning and any any type of avodas Hashem, it's much heavier for them. It's much more difficult for them than what than avodas than than physical work or than being involved in business. In other words. If you would say that whoever is going into work is become like it's they're all becoming millionaires and it's gavaldic, and they're seeing the they're seeing uh, the uh, terrific feedback from all their investments of time and of effort, so you'd say Mela, a person says, okay, I see that it's, that there's a tachlis, but he says that you see now he is now that you see it's not such a not such a tachlis to see there's a better life by the ones who are killing themselves at work that they have a better life. So you don't see it necessarily. They're on the same bread line as the Yeshiva Bacham. So, so he says, so to say that, if it would be that, that they're becoming, that they're seeing that it's work, that it works, started to put in all the kaikas into, into physical malach and so on. So then you could have a svar to say, you know, we, we, no, it's just not, Torah doesn't uh, bear fruit, and this does. But that's not how it is. The Mitzvah is not like that. It looks like we're all in the same boat. And, uh, you know, with the exception of some few situations, most of most are, are struggling with poverty. And still, and still, they're, they're, they're running away from the yeshivas, all over Europe, they're running away from the yeshivas. Now, we're not talking about when they're 20 years old, 21. The, 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 the kids, 
14, 1500, for my kids. He says, they're running away from the Torah Kedosh. Rotsim el avoides tip ha-choyim ha-chamur v'chamus. They're leaving the yeshivas. And, and to do what? To schlep in filth and dirt. For minimum wages. For below minimum wages. <coughs> to have the same, to have the same, same stale piece of bread that they're giving the guys in Yeshiva. And so this is a, this is a wondrous thing. Why would somebody want to do that? Why would you want to, why would you want to leave the comfort of your bench in the Bes Medrash and the Gemara to, to leave it to, to, to become a millionaire? No. But, but this is not the Messias. So it says, You see that the Bnei Torah and, 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 um, and uh, the Avrechim, the ones that, as they get a little bit older also, that they go into business. Mizbatlim shows af that you see the same Bnei Torah, the same Avrechim, that, the, that when they go into business, even at times when they're not so, even, even if it's even if it's during the times when they're not so, uh, when they don't have to be um, preoccupied with the business, that they could spend hours and even days not learning. Moses, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in yeshiva. I'm in business. So you're not chayv to learn. Those the Rebbe is getting as to say that the that there's something else that's wrong. There's something else that's going on. It's not just it's not just to say that 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 uh, that the reason that they're leaving the yeshivas is to have life easier. He says and uh, <clears throat> he says there's a, there's an internal problem. There's an internal problem because because we see that the batal is something which is pervasive. In all in, in all situations. So what's going on? He says, and all of this he says, and even though all of the guys know what it says in the Medrash Eicha, that even though Hashem is Baruch will sometimes look away from certain avarice, uh, even terrible avarice, but Hashem is not Meichel and Bittel Hashem Hashem not, does not let us stop learning. You have to learn. Still, you see that the that the guys go away and, and they get into business, and then they misbattle them. They're, they're not learning. And not only that, they're from people. They're not doing averes. We're talking good Jews. They're not doing averes. So, what is the answer to this? The answer is this. He's saying something, Rebbe, which is very positive to each and every one of us. A person, a person might be physically limited in a certain Indian, but if he really, really is excited about it, and if, he, and if it really gives him hana, if it really gives him pleasure, and he, and he really, really is into it, he'll get the kaiches to do it. He'll have the kaiches to do it. 
So more than a person's body sustains him, a person's thoughts and a person's pleasure sustain and drive the person and motivate the person. And therefore, if there's some work that you're doing that you enjoy, it gives you pleasure. It gives you pleasure. Or, or in your mind, in your mind, in your mind you're going to have great pleasure because you'll get you'll get your check and it's going to be gewaldig. Then you'll have ten times the strength that you ever thought you had to do the, to do a job. A, if you enjoy the job, if you really, really like what you're doing, you'll be able to run up, to run around, to be on the phone day and night, and handle and to handle, unbelievable kaiches you'll have, if you, if you enjoy what you're doing, or if you are anticipating a, a lucrative uh, payback for what you're doing. And then you have in mind, you have in mind, you know, and that, and that, what, what will be afterwards, and that keeps you going. We used to learn in the afternoon cruise, and we had an afternoon cuddle for a bain. So there was a fella, there was a guy, I once told us there was a guy there, his name was Robert. There was a guy that was, was working, uh, he was, a, he was a very, he, was a, he happened to be a very sweet guy. That was, a that was, they liked to, he was cleaning up and taking care of the stuff, and he, he was always very, very kind, uh, good natured guy. So uh, they had some extra stuff going on there in the shul, and it was very busy. So, so he said, uh, so the guy used to always be friendly with him. He used to always be friendly. So uh, he used to walk around with that, with the thing, the music on very, very loud, and and he always had like a smile on his face. Nice guy. So he said, Robert, Robert, uh, you tired, Robert? It was a lot like a long day, and he was moving. All, he had to move all this stuff and do all these things. <clears throat> so Robert said, "I said, yeah, but it's almost over. It's almost over." So he said, "Robert, what are you what are you going to do when it's over?" He says, "This is what he said." Well, I can't say the second half. I'll just say the first half. <laughs> the second half is that it was crazy. <laughs> the, the, you know, the first half he said, first half he said is rocket juice. Now, I never heard that. T- I don't know if you ever heard it. Rocket juice. That's what he said. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was, You know, there's a certain. They have certain lishanis that are really very, very gewaldic. They have certain lishanis <laughs> that nepashtas to have very interesting lishanis. So, so I said, Robert, rocket juice. He says, you know, I'm going to get me some rocket juice. And then he says he's going to have the rocket juice, and then he's going to go, you know, some do certain things. He's going to get the rocket juice. That means he's going to get drunk. You know, he's gonna get smashed, whatever. But he called that rocket juice. Yeah, but he's gonna get because right now, you know, he's working. So this is keeping him going. Like Robert had like a twenty-two hour shift. This poor guy. It was like he was going like the whole the whole Shabbos and Sunday. He was going mamish nonstop. 
but he knows at the end he's got rocket shoes waiting for him. <laughs> and and he's got, you know, whatever that, the whole world uh, that the rocket shoes brings him into. Which, and and, and this, is, this is keeping him going. This is keeping the, the simple person like smiling and whistling and schlepping like a, like a chaya for two days without sleeping. Soon there's going to be rocket shoes. <laughs> No, so, so you think we're so different? I say, okay, this one has a, this one has a BA, this one has a MS. It's the same thing. It's the rocket juice. So you have different rocket juice. So you, okay, so he's a Washington mensch. He has this is his whole his whole thing. But so everybody has their everybody has their rocket juice. You know, this, this is what this is the the idea of what gets an, what gets the person to work. <clears throat> and with merits, you know, with with kaiches, with kaiches. <clears throat> He's able to do it. It could be something, it could be even something like COVID. Even if it's not a paycheck. COVID. COVID. I always think about like these people that are working like, like with the, uh, like with the, before like an election. I was looking at the paper like what's going on there, it's just all the crazy, crazy stuff. They get crazy about this. But even like in America, like some, like somebody like in, like in Mobile, Alabama that he works in the, he's working in Democrat, in the office there, like in, like what, what, what gets you to do that? So there, there's a there's some degree of idealism, which is which is always admirable. Any idealism, but like you know, it could be. All right, mobiles are already already is a little bigger, it's a larger stuff. But you have like these places, you know, like uh, yeah, you have. Uh, you know, uh, no, that's that's also chashuv. But you know, like you have like these little, you have like some little some little uh, some little stuff someplace, and he's going to be like on the town council, or something like that. <laughs> And you think like, yeah, there's, there, you don't even have a minion in the whole town. But he's going to be like on the council. He's like, he wants to say, like, I think everybody's on the town council. <laughs> I think the whole town is on the council. And he, it, it, it's like, uh, you know, in that place also there's a COVID. There's a certain COVID that, that comes with that. And, and look how it could get people like COVID could be such a motivator. And any intelligent business, uh, any executive, anybody that runs a business knows how to use that Indian not, uh, uh, get, to get the guys to, to get the guys to, to, to go. Any any coach on a team, it's not just the bother the, the 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 check or whatever it is, but but uh you know you take high school guys in the high school basketball they're not getting a check for that. Some guy in the high school basketball team, he, he you know he could he could he could go out onto the court. You know, before the game, how they line up to take, you know, layups and stuff. So, it could be like, you know, there could be like uh, two people watching. And uh, and he, he, thinks he's, he thinks he's in the garden. He feels like he's in the garden. And like he goes and takes a lap. Like, the whole world doesn't care about this. <laughs> but he feels there's some covet. There's some covet. That, the, that this, that, 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 you know, that... Whatever it is, so it's like it's Calicoon versus Chattanooga, let's say. And this is the, this is the big game. This is the big game because we have a rivalry that goes back to the Revolutionary War. <laughs> we have like this rivalry. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? And then there's some silly little local paper that like you know has like big headlines. You know, and, and oh, but the COVID and and it could it could, it could get a person to work with, with ten times the kaiches that he ever thought that he had. When he was in class, he didn't have these kaychas at all. He didn't have these kaychas at all. Oh, and then he has, what if he has a, a little girlfriend that's, that's, that came to watch the game? 
That's always an interesting thing to from a from a sociologist's point of view. Is that interesting? Just as a study, just as a study uh, in sociology, how guys act like on the court and stuff when the girlfriends are on the side. You know what I'm talking about? It's a very interesting subject. It's a, usually they're trying so hard that they always miss. That they miss. It doesn't work out because they're trying so hard that they're not. It's not natural anymore. When they're just with the guys and they're shooting around, but if but if but if, they, they, if there's a mountain scarf at sea, you understand the, the girlfriend's on the side. Oh, so then there's that's also that motivates. It motivates. It drives a person. They could find kaiches they never knew that they had. They never knew that they had. You could have you could have a guy in yeshiva. If you you sit him in a shia within 15 minutes, and he's trying. You know, he's, he's doing, he's, whatever he can do, it's like to keep awake. He's doing all this different stuff. Fifteen, twenty minutes—that's that's that's it. And then, and then he, when he's with his with his girlfriend, it's a Shabbos, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Twenty-four hours, he's on duty. Twenty-four hours, he's fine. And they ask him, Yanko, how do you how do you person that stuff? You don't know what kind of kaiches and nefesh he has. <laughs> but if you put him in front of a gemara, he's out. Fifteen minutes, he's finished. So we understand what the chilik is. Does he enjoy? It's not he doesn't enjoy. That's that's the chilik. And when you enjoy something, and it gives you a chiyas, so you have kaiches. <laughs> and if you don't enjoy something, it doesn't give you a chiyas. If your soul is not involved in your learning Torah. So at least, at least, if it's if you're a person that's very, very strongly motivated by intellect, it can, that's also a good battery. It also can keep things going. But what if you're not particularly motivated on that level by the brilliance of the Gemara? That doesn't do much for you. And what if you're not particularly, particularly motivated by the soul of, uh, 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 by the nefesh of, of what you're learning? So then, so uh, That's why it's the same. It's just as relevant now as it, as it was then. So why, how come people don't want to learn? Why are they running from the yeshivas? What's going on? And in the yeshivas, how much is being watered down, the learning and so on, and many of the, you know, the high school yeshivas and all these places. So, what is it? But if they make, if they make any program in the school, then, you know, everybody's, everybody's involved, everybody's all excited and so on. So that's the, that's the chiluk, he says. He says, in other words, something could be back, it could be backbreaking work. It could be backbreaking work, and you'll and you'll be able to do it more than the easiest little job, right? Your mom asks you to. Your mom asks you, could you take the garbage from the side of the house to the front of the house? I grew up in Queens, you had to take it, they didn't come in, in, in Nassau, they come to take your garbage, they come to your garbage. <laughs> but when, where I grew up, we had to take the garbage to the front of the house, right? You remember that? I'm sure many of you also remember taking the garbage to the front of the house. They still still do nubbuk from the, from the riffraff we have over here, they're still taking the garbage to the nubbuk. So we, so we have to take, so your mother could say, Moses Moshe. They're, they're coming soon. Take the. They're coming. You know that means they're coming. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not sure, I'm sure what that means. Scary, but they're coming soon. Take the go, take the garbage, man. She take here, take this. I said, go to the side. Take the garbage. You know, mom, it's finals. 
<laughs> Spinals. You know, uh, come on, I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle of, you know, I'm in the middle of the, I'm in the middle of studying. I'm in the middle of studying. What do you think? You think Napoleon's gonna let me go take the, uh, Napoleon's gonna let me take the garbage out? <clears throat> you don't want to do it. You have, you don't want to do it. You're not a Macabal old. You have no, you have no, you just, you don't want to do, and you don't want to do something. It could be the easiest thing in the world. You don't, you don't have the kaiches for it. You're too tired, or you're busy. If you don't want to do it, you could, with the children, you can make up all the excuses in the world. If we really, really, if we really loved spending time with them, it would be a different picture in the house. If we really, really loved to, if someone that could sit at work and be involved in all kinds of deals till all hours of the night. Till all hours of the night, and, the, and, the, and and you know how it is, and you come back, and the kid wants you to spend 10, 15 minutes, and uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you know, this, this, it's hard, I had a busy day, it's not shyach, and so on and so forth, the kid says, Bershalom, you can't, you can't throw a ball at me for 5, 10 minutes. And imagine if you were at work, and someone said, can we talk over, what, you know, let's, let's talk over what's going on in, in, our, in that other company that we're competing with. You wouldn't have 10, 15 minutes, what are you talking about? You wouldn't have 10, 15 minutes. And if there could be a little bit more money at the end of the road, and if there could be a little bit more COVID, both or either, you wouldn't have 10, 15 minutes. But for the, but, a, but a, kid, a kid could use 10, 15 minutes, and it doesn't work out. And the, kid, and the kid's entire life depends on those 10, 15 minutes, and we don't have time for them. So what are we going to say in the Yom din What are we going to answer in the Yom din so we're going to say, I didn't have time. The Baruch Shalom is going to take away that veil. We didn't have time. If you if you wanted to, you if you really really wanted to, you had time. If you really really cared about it, you had time. The terrorist says you don't enjoy it and you don't want it. That's the terrorist. <coughs> That's what he says. She'ainenemimena <laughs> The hardest thing for personal, the hardest, the hardest thing for personal to do is something that you what that you don't enjoy, and that you don't expect to gain anything from. You don't expect to gain, you don't expect to benefit either in terms of mamanis, money, or in COVID, or in position or prestige. If you don't expect to gain, and you don't have any hana, then what's then what's the motivation? And then, and then what? And then it becomes the hardest thing in the world. So mom says, Mosh, take out the garbage. Oh, it's unbelievable. I do this every day. Every second day, I take out the garbage. What am I, uh, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't belong to any union. I have nobody to protect me. <laughs> What's the matter? This is crazy. What kind of a life? What does my mother think? I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a yeshiva. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an intellectual. She has me schlepping garbage to the front of the house. You understand all these things. Can you can you drive me to the station? Oh, every day. It's a couple of blocks. You know, I'm not saying anybody says this. Ma, thank God you're healthy. It's a couple of blocks, you know. All right. Oh, but if the maid look calls, if the girlfriend calls, 
Uh, could you, you, would you mind picking me up? Where are you? I'm in Boston. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Four hours. You can you set your clock. <laughs> I understand. For mom, uh, what are you going to get for mom? Mom will give you a kiss. No, shkoyah. Shkoyah, mom. For mom, you don't care about the cover that mom gives you. Mom says, oh, you're such a good boy. And she gives you a pinch. I love you. <laughs> but if but if you get the if you get the covered and the other stuff from the girl in Boston, oh, that's already something else. So you see, the person can pack a drive for four hours. He's able uh, he's able to get the person his mother to go to the station to pick up. It's like a it's a whole malacha. He's got a he's got a, you know corrects and complain and what's going on and my you know my none of the, my, none of my friends have to run around with their mothers like only me. <laughs> It's a, it's a portion of the cheshman that a person makes, you understand? It's a simple cheshman. I mean, you have to be honest. This is a commercial. I'm in my oilum. It's like, like the oilum says. Shim Yamidu say Iker, Lina Aneyes, Chemeisho, Bain, Koma, Veiser, Lafon of Yixer, Avchati, Shola, Yuchal. Kiyila. You know that if you take a farmer and you have him go out to the field and to do stuff and there's nothing, he said, he, he said, and, and, and it's not working out, in other words, it's not producing. Since in a very short time, he's tired, he's weary, he has no cheshek. But if, if it's a good crop, and there's something to do, he can go the whole day working in the field. If it's shvach, and, and, he, and, and, and he doesn't see that he's going to make anything to this, but he has to take care of some stuff, he doesn't have kaychas. But if it looks good, and the, and, some, and the stuff is there, and there's what to do. We could do the whole day working in the field. Therefore, he says that the person's soul is never dry. He'll learn Torah only if he thinks that he's going to gain something from it. When what's his, when's he going to learn? He'll learn if he sees that there's a, there's a, a revach. There's a benefit by learning. It could be that it, for covered. To learn, and people are going to think that he's going to, oh, he's a tamachacham. They're going to talk about him. So this is the answer. This is never, but because in our times the covet of Torah has been very, very, very diminished among the Jews. It used to be that among all Jews, the biggest person in the world was someone that was learning Torah. <coughs> I always say, my wife's grandmother, Allah Shalom. She she wasn't a learned person. She never went to yeshiva in her life, and she grew up uh, she grew up back over there in Bialystok in that place. And uh, <clears throat> when she when she she wasn't someone that was reading books. There was there was that old old the greatest person. And she, all the, whenever I would talk to her, she would tell me that how she saw Reb Chaim Eizer. Oh, you have gazein Reb Chaim Eizer, and the Chavos Chaim. This this is like. These were the these were her heroes. Rab Chaim Oizer and the Chavis Chaim were her heroes, and the covenant of Torah, even by simple Jews, the covenant of Torah was so great. And who were the leaders in every town? Even though there were many many secular Jews, the Rav was the the Rav was the was the one who ruled of that town, that city. It was a Malchus of Torah. But he says nowadays, when the covenant of Torah has been so diminished. 
Ain harbi laviyach So many people, so so you're not even going to get the covet by learning Torah. <coughs> Used to be a person, well, we get a guy going, he's a think you know, you'll be ben, you'll be a tamachacham, you'll be a little bit of a king, a little bit of a prince. So now it's not the covet of Torah is terribly diminished. If anything, people are going to say, "What are you crazy? You're learning? What are you a batlan? What's the matter with you?" Well, your relatives, right? All your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, they come and tell you, what are you, what are you doing? You're a bum, you're not working, huh? You're not doing anything. You should be in law school someplace. People make fun. People mock and they ridicule. What's the matter? A bottom like you. So not only you're not getting covered, but you're getting insulted. So why should you do this? The whole thing... <laughs> If, if again, if it's not going to be with the nefesh, with the neshama, if it's not, if you're not going to be motivated by, if you're not going to be internally motivated, it's, it's going to be very hard. Sorry, Afim writes him, "Imehem lilmaik yila laavdim yavsha nafshay kevin shein hanov leidas laaviyach b'shechziku esayif afmasha loymed rak b'shidchi esloymed." So there's not much to motivate a person these days, and 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 even therefore, even the little bit that you do learn, you try to learn, is done in a very shallow, superficial way. What am I going to gain from this? But if I put all my kaiches into the regions. I get into a good college. If I if I work hard in the SATs, or if I work hard in college, I'll get a good job. But what am I? I'm going to work hard in learning Torah to get what? To get what? To get a pinch from my mother. Instead, he leaves the yeshiva and he'll go to work at some back-breaking job with the hope and the dream that he's going to become a millionaire. And he doesn't even become a millionaire. He doesn't even become a millionaire. Okay, so now, that, that's, the, that's the critique of, what's of the Mitzvahs. And now the Rebbe is going to continue, and we're going to continue next week, when he turns his attention towards the positive and says, and now let's see, let's see, fellas, what can get us going. And how the Darchach Sidas Davka are going to show us that we can be motivated without worrying, without thinking about covenant, without thinking about Panasa, but, but to be internally motivated to, to learn Torah to be a bigger Jew.